Welcome to Mindful Space to Pause. Your host is Dee Lee. In our show, you'll experience what it means to take a break, get in tune with your true self, and be in the present. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mindful Space to Pause. My name is Dee Lee, and I am your host today as we explore practicing presence, feeling, focusing, and flowing. We can begin applying this immediately as we embark on this personal design assignment of ourselves. Um, a quote I have here is, every morning is an unfolding gift. Connect your mind to your heart and ask yourself, how do I feel today? And that's really a place to start your day. At the end of the day, do you feel like you can recall the emotions from your experiences from the day? Is your first step to plan out the day and then move along during the day dealing with whatever unfolds however you can? When you start being here now as a feeling from your heart, you will find the day's focus and flow will be easier as you go through the events of the day. Doing this requires a state of mind shift to make it an experience rather than a task listed on your to-do list. When you start your day with a higher feeling perspective, it is possible to experience more awe moments with joy and love. And from this simple experience and powerful energy position, it is possible to be aware of all of the opportunities and potential because you are present. Today we're connecting the dots and connecting our feelings, our focus, and our flow. Abraham Lincoln said, a person will be just about as happy as they make up their minds to be. So when we talk about practice and we talk about connecting things um, between our feelings and our focus and our flow, some of this can be some mindless repetition, um, which we get to sometimes uh, because of um, our processes over the years. We uh, have habits that we've practiced and practiced and shifted it around and maybe practice in a different way or different goal. And what happens is it becomes mindless almost because some ways um, we are also looking to not just be mindless, we're looking to be mindful and wanting to have um, our, our focus as going in a, a defined, uh, distinct way so that we know that we can get to a certain level. And as we do this, there, you know, it's, it's almost like we're uh, coming up with a practice, you know, a deliberate practice where we're not actually being mindless. Um, so it's interesting because practicing um, has a lot of different um I mean, practice is and of a different focus for different kinds of uh, games and um, people benefit from doing different uh, uh, deliberate practice. And so what is that really? It's, it is a, it's deliberate practice is really a type of practice that's purposeful and systematic. And regular practice includes mind, mindless repetitions but deliberate practice requires focused attention and is conducted on a goal of improving performance of some type. And when we do look at this, um, 
the mindless repetition is okay. It's it's like that becomes our habits. And so when we take time to really be present with our habits, we can go through and make some choices and say, okay, well, that habit isn't really what I want to be doing, so I want to make changes. And so some of that we have to deliberately switch in our practice to have a different focus and putting up um, in the in the beginning anyway, showing up with different repetitions that we might have to shift, you know, some of those um, habits around. And uh, because um, some of our automatic habits sometimes we're not even cognizant of during our day, they they are just um, happening. And um, so for the most part, we're trying to relearn Um, possibly some steps and uh, change some repetition uh, so that we have a better mindful process rather than all of it being mindless. But the uh, danger of practicing the same thing again and again is to have it turn into a repetition that we're um, finding it is kind of mindless. And so we're um, wanting to become more present in our process, also looking at our actual habits and our practices and being present more in the deliberate practice. Uh, Some of it feels a little out there, but um, it's something that as we go through and make choices, we want to break things down into different patterns and look around at uh, those patterns within our day. And within a minute even, there's um, breakdown processes of how you approach a minute. Um, you can break it down into a different subparts and integrate things that you're learning uh, as you move along and your, uh, your overall process can be Uh, pushed forward as you learn too so that you're practicing deliberately but you're also learning and applying what you're learning so that becomes uh, the opportunity to um, also look at the difference between deliberate practice and repetition and that's really it's something having to do with when you have mastered the art of deliberate practice, you're also going to be able to develop methods of having a feedback for your performance of how in your own mind, what is that performance and how am I doing with that? So it's some kind of measuring tool. Um, And when we look at the measurements, you know, it might be uh, some kind of a measurement of acceptance or it could be a numeric, um, how many pages have we read or different sales calls we make or different tasks. Maybe there's um, a measurement that could come up to um, as a feedback that makes us feel better. Um, So there's different ways to take a look at um, our process here too of deliberate practice and look at it in a improvement process and performance and how does that feel? Are we feeling better about our performance? Some of that um, process could be a little elusive, um, but it's really taking time to uh, have a sustained effort and concentration. So as we master the art of deliberate practice, we're also uh, looking at it from a lifelong process where we're exploring and experimenting and refining and our performance changes too. It's not a magic pill. 
um, I mean, it it has its ups and downs, and it's difficult sometimes to focus and, and judge what we're doing too. But um, it's really uh, taking a look at the promise of this um, practice process and getting excited about um, getting started. And when we get started in a, in it, um, we can also find ourselves uh, not just being excited about it, but um, we really um, break things down into process and work on it and then make a shift and a change on things to uh, fine-tune them. How do we go about some of our processes? Um, there are different approaches. Some people uh, suggest focusing, feeling, and then flowing along on certain things. Um, that's more from a higher management perspective because you're starting with a plan. And rather than a plan, um, planning something, we, um, we are starting from our feelings. So we say feel first, and then in the feeling process, we're going to then be able to focus. And from our focus, then we're going to be able to flow along in our process. So maybe we've um, had an occasion where um, we are feeling something in this process. A lot of people don't like to feel. They're numb, possibly, for whatever reason. But what we want to do is it is really important to feel your feelings. And we want to uh, take some opportunity to um, be choosing to feel feelings um, and it's interesting because some people get uh, confused about what is a feeling versus an emotion. And so when we feel our feelings, um, we're saying, okay, um, they're outside, you know, well, both feelings and emotions are uh, originating in different parts of our bodies. Emotions are really physical changes in our bodies. Well, feelings are coming from our mind. So when we feel excitement, sadness, shame, anything that has to do, um, we have our a response to a stimulus, and um, and then uh, that helps to dis ha helps our minds to be aware of how we are feeling. So it's something that sometimes our uh, shifts in our physical being are an emotional response. So. What that would mean is our heart rate might go up, uh, mind starts racing, uh, your body is sending out a different message saying um, there's fear possibly or surprise. And as you're experiencing these, uh, your mind is bringing up different things from the past and you might feel embarrassed or shocked. Um, there might be experiences that Ultimately, um, when the, when we're looking at this response, it gives us our feelings. So basic emotions are nearly all the same in people. While we experience uh, psychological changes, we can also trigger some of this, like the change of heart rate. Um, we can also have stomach issues. Feelings vary from uh, person to person based upon your experiences and your memories. So emotions are making us human and our feelings make us unique. So together, 
um, our responses to the the different experiences throughout life. You know, there's so many different ways that you that we respond because we are unique. But um, it's important to feel our feelings, and when we think about this, there are basic some reasons that. Um, we want to embrace emotions and feel feelings, um, and a lot of times we choose not to do this. And uh, but in some ways, when we choose that, we are also choosing not to have another emotion or feeling. So, like if you're not feeling sadness, your joys could be less joyful. Um, and when we're looking at a range of emotions and looking at the continuum, we can look at this and really know that to feel sad, you know, we can really get to, to that point. But knowing how that feels, we also will be able to, to notice um, how when we're not numb, you know, our feelings are going to have us feeling um, a higher sense of joy, possibly, or love. And um, when we uh, tune into our feelings, um, we're also able to have some information coming up from uh, our internal selves. Um, and knowing from our experience, you know, to react to certain things or not um, automatically, sometimes we, we are responsive without thinking and we make choices without thinking because it might be a risk situation that maybe we're just on a queue um, where we're reacting to something because it's a, a decision we have to do instantly and so we're doing it quickly but when we pause and reflect and look at um, responses throughout our bodies we're we're a, being able to allow connecting uh, feelings and in looking at these two we can find a response that we can be connecting to. So how do we stop and, and pause to take a, um, a look at some of these? Some, some of this is taking time uh, in our practice as we become more uh, aware of things. Possibly we haven't done this over time or it's been a while. So it may take some physical pausing and then jotting things down possibly in a journal or finding a way to um, recognize that you know certain things trigger something else and feeling things that maybe we haven't felt for a while. So ultimately the emotions are messengers to our brain and saying, and they are messaging saying, hey, pay attention. So as you develop this message service within yourself, you'll be able to uh, have a higher intuition possibly and experience um, better navigating skills within yourself as you practice too. So there's a lot of benefits as, as you go through and take the time to feel as you're um, in the process of opening up and looking at, at the higher number of things that are happening around you um, and maybe unpacking your emotions if you've had them um, in, a, in a package somewhere that you didn't want to really take a look at. 
um, and feeling and, and looking at <clears throat> past experiences and having those available uh, gives us a power of recall that um, might not be there, um, but we're also developing better empathy and awareness and compassion. And it allows us, when we are in this process, too, to relate to others. And as we do this, we're getting more uh, comfortable with self-compassion. And that helps to uh, have a um, habit of extending kindness and patience to ourselves and those around us. It improves our relational abilities. And as we are attempting to handle things better in a process, uh, not just within ourselves, but also being present, we're able to work through different scenarios in a way that help uh, build strength. And, and in that process, too, we also can experience a lot of joy. Uh, Rumi said, this being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. So that can be interesting as we contemplate um, every morning is a new opportunity, and we've been discussing um, the idea of being present each morning, each moment, in the beginning of the moments and the day, and then experiencing during the day being present, um, living through and having the experience, and knowing that um, you're able to not just have going through the emotion of the day on autopilot, you're going to find yourself um, having the ability to feel. And when we take the idea of living and leading from the heart, which is feeling, we're communicating ourselves um, or with ourselves and becoming aware of our feelings, whatever they are, you know, it could be joy, love, fear, anxiety, um, but we're not, um, if we're not aware of what we're feeling, we end up uh, focusing um, and chasing our own uh, control button, trying to control things. And when we take a look at the most powerful emotion, it's really to love. And so we want to take that energy and uh, become more aware of ourselves as we go through this process and have it from a place of warmth and authenticity. But one of these areas, you know, you know, it's not just a matter of going around and identifying it and playing with it. It's really um, practicing and being aware of it from the, the um, process. So um, we want to wake up and have the true feelings and be saying, okay, well, this is, um, where we're explaining to ourselves, this is a purpose, is not to feel better, but to get better at feeling. So the idea here is saying, okay, it, the key is feeling, being here, being present, and being um, as yourself. So when we do this, you know, too, we're going to um, not just be in the headspace, we're actually practicing this and knowing that... Um, as we do this, we're going to have a process where we feel and we are here and we have make changes and shuffle things around. But then as we go through the feeling process, then we have a way to focus. And that helps drive where we're 
heading. You know, it's, it's like, how do we get um, within not just our head, but also within our physical? So we have um, all of this adding up to different commitments to um, get ourselves into a focus and as we design ourselves into a brand new version of ourselves. So on that note, we're going to have a D note here, and um, this is from the heart, and we will take a, a pause and be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. I'm Dee Lee, and we're discussing the practicing presence of feel focus and flow so where do we start when we are working on feels feelings um, we're starting with um, our aim is to strengthen our core and that leads to uh, improved balance and all kinds of positive um, aspects and so when we talk about um, our core we're really looking at our our internal self um, and when we do this we're we do a lot of discussion and work on exercises and activities that help to build our internal self. You know, through a lot of there's a lot of different choices. Um, they're all uh, up to discussion and and dependent upon yourself how you choose. Um, you know, yoga, tai chi, Pilates. Um, you can do swimming or water workouts, sit-ups, lifting weights. Um, different types of experimenting with uh, different parts or possibility of several combinations. And when you do this, you're learning to um, work on your internal self um, with a routine and uh, learning how to 
do proper breathing with exercises so that you're helping build endurance and that helps to um, also build within our, our core. So what is our core? Well, that's the internal self. You know, you have your all of your chakra system and you're maintaining your your whole internal system with that kind of focus. And um, out of all of this, we want to not just be on such a focused element there, but also remember to smile. Your your whole system is um, being affected by your choices. And um, it's going to help with a combination of the mental and physical uh, focuses. Uh, it's really an art and a science process um, as you focus on um, how to combine things that feel good for yourself. And it is all very different for each of us. And so, again, that's a, a different um, element of um, well-being. But some of these um, ideas, too, are kind of basic um, where we want to take our internal self and we also want to walk and exercise some basic elements here too it helps to um it's a it's a feel good all around exercise that we're, we're built for you know we're walking uh, it improves our moods um, it can spark creativity um, we can also find it uh, a good way of um, if you look at it from a regular exercise um, 30 minutes every day can have a whole lot of different benefits or you can break them down into maybe three 10-minute mini walks and um, by doing this too you can um, space it out so that your day has that kind of um, power so that you can get outside and feel um, the combination of benefits as you go through that too so in um, the the area of emotions, because emotions and feelings are uh, different, um, emotions have to do with you know things like um, fear and anger, sadness, joy, uh, surprise, and trust, and um, different kinds of emotions. Um, I mean, we're hardwired some sometimes. Um, as we express ourselves differently, and um, they are, are really sometimes complicated and messy and confusing. Uh, we have some difficulty sometimes to um, talk about different things with these different topics, but some of the universal emotions have having to do with happiness, surprise, contempt, fear, anger, um, they are essentially who you are um, and how you work with them is unique and has to do with um, the act of developing emotional health. But we are you know, also taking a look and saying, okay, um, as we look at these categories, it's, um, it's something where um, we have a, a breakdown of different types of things and Enjoyment is part of a category uh, where we are saying, okay, this is where people feel happy, calm, uh, calmness, and they express these feelings by um, smiling or laughing. 
and you might feel enjoyment when you feel close to people you care about, you feel safe, you're relaxed and at peace. And some of the words that we use to describe this um, emotion and feeling of enjoyment have to do with happiness, love, contentment, pride, excitement, peace, satisfaction, and compassion. So some of this, these different areas we might not resonate exactly with, but it's also the feelings feel elusive sometimes. So we're trying to tag them down to um, looking at a word because then sometimes the word helps to describe what's going on. Everyone feels sadness from time to time, and this emotion is like uh, usually related to a specific event, such as a loss or rejection. And sometimes we might feel sad, but we aren't really even sure why we feel sad. Um, sometimes we describe ourselves as a feeling uh, lonely, gloomy, uh, hopeless, unhappy, um, miserable. But um, when we try to shake this, these, uh, depending upon the situation, we might need a little extra help. But it's almost like um, some of the languaging that we talk about, too, when we um, get back into the focus, some of this is um, areas, some of these areas uh, require the assistance of um, someone that is focused with you on a therapy basic. Uh, to uh, if, if it's not a, easily shaken. Fear is when we have a sense of threat within ourselves or from someone else outside of ourselves or some situation as a perceived threat. And uh, sometimes the fear can range from mild to severe. So when we feel the fear, uh, we can also have uh, some feelings of um, anxiety and around situations or if if there's something that's not really a situation that poses much of a threat it, it could be that we just look at it from a different angle and when we talk about words that um, are ones that we describe you know we can feel nervous or anxious or horrified uh, confused or stressed and fear is it's a normal emotion and we know that um it's been around for a very long time. We're always sometimes trying to avoid it and distract ourselves from um, actually feeling some of these. Anger comes along as an experience of a, some kind of a, an injustice. And this experience can uh, make us feel threatened or trapped. And some of these um, are perceived as negative, but sometimes it's um, helpful to have it as a normal emotion area because it's also showing something maybe that's become toxic and words having to do with anger um, show up and um, are coming up as being frustrated or we're bitter, irritated, um, vinging, vengeful and insulted sometimes. So uh, some of this can cause more problems for you if you're using, using these, but we're trying to um, look at the expression and say, okay, well, this is an emotion or a feeling, and this is also something that we might want to take a break 
if we're feeling frustrated and we put some distance between ourselves and a situation. And this can be helpful to avoid reactions or angry outbursts further with more words or uh, activity. It's helpful to take a walk or listen to calming songs sometimes, and that helps to express um, a calming situation to help avoid the anger from um, becoming further um, in an explosive behavior. Sometimes we also internalize these things, and um, if we aren't careful when we internalize and we don't deal with things, um, they can build within ourselves, and that re requires some other unfolding situations to happen. But um, any of these uh, emotions, I mean, basically, like disgust is another experience that we might uh, tie in with, and um, we, we use words like dislike or disapprove or uncomfortable. Uh, we we look at some disgust and say that's a natural response to something we dislike. But we might have to practice some compassion and look at um, how we focus on some of our own behavior as we relate to some of these things too. So it becomes an opportunity to um, take a, a step back and not if you're in a situation, not having to relate to a, a person, but looking more, more as a focus on the behavior. Um, if something's offending or disgusting you, you can, you can, um, dis, you know, basically, and you're disapproving of something, you can uh, offer to help in a way, but also expose yourself slowly to something and, and, know that you can make choices to make other uh, situations happening so you're not having to deal with certain things. But emotions can be complicated and sometimes they're intense. And so we, we try to um, find a way to, um, even if they're negative, try to change the emotions that we're experiencing and how we react to them. So it's sometimes the reactions that are challenging, uh, not the emotions themselves. But when we look at this, we're um, able to step back and in the feeling process, this, we realize this is all part of the feeling exercise. And um, we want to go through these and be aware of them. But as we do this too, these feelings then help us become um, focused in a direction. So the key to living a focused life is really direction. When you have a clear goal, you can focus your action in one direction. But if you're really unsure where to go, you're kind of mindlessly wandering around and possibly aren't really even sure what the goals are that, um, that need to be put in place. But we want to move along in the idea that we are able to know that there is a focus and there is an opportunity to allow ourselves to focus as we we look at um, taking some opportunity and say, okay, well, certain things are focused, but we also start noticing what are distractions. And as we take our attention and look at accomplishing a focus, um, you know, it's, it's taking it bit by bit and 
being able to segregate some of those. Zig Ziglar said, lack of direction, not lack of time, is the problem. We all have 24-hour days. And that's something that um, when we look at this, it's something that 24-hour days, that's the uh, total amount of time, but it becomes each of us responsible for how we focus and work with this. Steve Jobs said to, um, that's been one of the mantras, focus and simplicity. Simple can be harder than com complex. You have to work hard to get your thinking clean to make it simple, but it's worth it in the end because once you get there, you can move mountains. So that's Steve Jobs. Um, and so we all um, operate in different ways, but a lot of um, what's going on is information overload. And we want to be able to concentrate on important things and not be distracted if we um, can uh, make those choices, knowing how to break things down. What we want to do also is not question. Um, we want to um, question the feelings. We're, what we're doing is we're focusing on why we are doing certain things and making choices that help to save time uh, and help with our focuses uh, so that we can make better choices. And how do we get better at focusing and concentrating. It's really um, difficult sometimes to master this because we learn how to uh, do a lot of things from a you know society and also we live in a noisy environment and distractions become normal. And when we also take a look at the norm, what is normal, um, when we make choices, we're breaking things down into more subparts. But we want to say, okay, what is, you know, what is really focus? First things first, what is focus? You know, and we define it as an act of concentrating our interest on something. Some that's might be that might be too basic, too simple of a definition, but um, that's really simple. You know, we want to focus on something um, towards one thing. Um, it can really be something that, uh, again, it's interesting because it's where you might be saying no to something, but it, it's not like it's a permanent no. Um, you're saying, okay, I have options here, but I'm in the present moment wanting to require that we only do one thing. And it's a key to productivity when we say no to every other option than what we're really wanting to accomplish on that one thing. So um, how, do, how can we do a focus for things that, that really are mattering? And it's interesting because most people have trouble deciding what is that focus. And, um, and so when we take a look at this, a lot of times we procrastinate beforehand trying to become so understanding as to the one thing that we miss a lot of the whole thing and um, not take any action. So when we are not taking any action, we really can get ourselves confused as we're also trying to choose possibly multitasking, which we think possibly is a better option, but it's really more ineffective. 
and is more of a myth about uh, productivity. And what happens is um, when we're really looking at those two, it's uh, impossible to really concentrate on two tasks at once. And people think that they're actually being more proactive and uh, and breaking things up into different ways of productivity and uh, effect effectiveness in their process. But um, interesting that uh, in one study, the International Journal of Information in 2003, the typical person, you know, person was checking an email once every five minutes. And um, basically, we, out of this study, they were saying we typically waste one out of every six minutes on uh, something that doesn't have to be done as often as we were doing. So it's choices and how do we break these things up uh, having to do with our tendency to uh, multitask and focus and how do we determine the one thing that we should be committed to doing and looking at when we don't take ourselves um, into the, the process and strategies for breaking down the patterns that we're going through and giving ourselves uh, different choices and, and best choices um, in that strategy, um, our priorities and our actions, when we don't give ourselves space, we're going to find it very difficult to actually be able to make choices that end up with a good uh, end result. So on breaking and having us a pause, you know, that's very important because it gives um, another focus and this, it's, it can be distracting too, but when we pause and take that time, it is a, is a break in our minds. So on that note, we're going to do a D note and have a pause and we will be right back. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. When you slow down, you give yourself a gift of time for being. Here in the abundant flow, thought seeds grow. Daily moments rush past and disappear into memory. Surround yourself with an essence of nature and feel a renewed sense of hope and peace. Watching a bee gather pollen, the wind playing with leaves, garden flowers presenting their unique, colorful faces. These are the simple joys possible. Our natural world gets left behind in the concrete jungle, digital maze, or inner and outer environment systems. Make a choice to fill your mind with uplifting images surrounding you with invisible access on your mobile devices, in your working and living environments. Pause pads are a quick momentary retreat for your mind to find a space to pause in the middle of a busy day for a moment for a reality break from a busy schedule, or as a reminder to take time for yourself to get uplifted. The pause pad break has so many benefits and yet is like a lily pad floating around in sight and in mind as a space to experience an immediate sense of calm. Take a break, hit the pause pad button, or send an email to mcspectrums at gmail.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Mindful Space to Pause with your host, Dee Lee. 
If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. You can send them to mcspectrums at gmail.com. That's mcspectrums at gmail.com. Now, back to Mindful Space to Pause. Welcome back to Mindful Space. I'm Dee Lee, and we're discussing uh, practicing presence with feeling, focusing, and flowing. And um, it's interesting when we take our to-do lists, because those are a lot we focus on, or people call them our bucket lists. Um, What do we focus on? Um, How do we focus? And how do we make choices of what we put in our buckets or on our list? Some of our lists are very, very long, and things move around on it on a daily basis, uh, based upon what other urgencies come in and shuffle things around. It's important to... um, move through our list and have maybe uh, top five items that we we have as our, our real focus because it's hard to focus on 35 things at one time. And we all try to do that because we feel like we have to. But um, there are a lot of things I'm presuming on your list, or at least there are on mine, where I have them as items there that I need to be aware of. But sometimes when, when we shuffle too much, we're going to lose track of the, of the ultimate um, urgent things that we, we really should do first. And when we've succeeded with our top five, then we can move the other things on our list around and, and prioritize those dependent upon, you know, uses of our time and the choices of how they prioritize within themselves, you know, as we go. So we want to um, increase our ability to say, okay, well, I have these top five. This is what I'm really going to focus on. So there are some ways to start out your, your approach here, too, when you look at something and say, okay, well, today... I'm, I'm going to focus on one process or one um, focus element and, um, and become, become very um, careful with distractions that move you out of that. When you concentrate on something uh, with intensity, you're going to actually move forward with it in a lot more uh, improved process and the output or the um, the actual results are usually a lot higher too when we're um, finding what we're finding is that when we try to multitask and do too many things um, we may end up with a mess and how do we know if if when we focus we are actually improving and having something of value um, it's really having a way to measure something. If we have no way of measuring our focused intentions, uh, then we may not ever know uh, if what we've been doing is of value. And uh, measuring is actually some feedback for ourselves. And so we um, take a look at more uh, helps us with things and our choices. And so um, you'll feel the, the higher focus and the results by stripping out some of this unnecessary, um, might be unnecessary busy work for ourselves. And um, it's a commitment to the process. And we look at ways to have the goal and find ourselves um, actually becoming 
um, in the process, you know, falling in love with the process of whatever it is, you know, is it a, how is it, you know, is it um, marketing or, you know, being in love with the writing or whatever the output is. So, um, when we learn to love the process and stay focused in our um, focused goals, we're going to find additional ways to concentrate and, um, you know, it also helps to um, have, uh, you know, from a priority perspective, we're able to have more energy, not just energy, but also more time it will feel too that our time sometimes um, just disappears. But when we're looking at um, a focus and and when we take um, distractions out of the way, we can we can build time within this that we sometimes might feel that is an unlimited gift. And uh, we are able to then feel that result too, not just have it as a focus, but we will feel the result because we have more energy. And we have more energy at the end of the day when we are able to um, manage our day in such a higher perspective and not be running around quite so um, frantic possibly and um, when we're in that process we're saying okay well focus is important but it's also the gateway to all thinking we have perception memory um, learning reasoning uh, we make decisions um, and when we have without good focus um, our ability to think will suffer and the reality is if you can't focus effectively, you can't think effectively. So uh, we want to take some time and really develop a laser-like focus and concentration, um, eliminate distractions, focus on one thing, and live in the moment, Pract practice mindfulness, take short breaks, and strengthen from our core, inside ourselves, and the benefits are just interesting we're quicker we're we're on single task rather than um multitasking we have a higher quality less stress and um when we do this we can focus on on uh, output and know that this is less stress which is going to help us in a lot of different ways and um we can find our purpose you know when what it does when we increase our passion, it helps us um, succeed better with our creativity. Um, things work in balance and harmony. Um, we can have better outputs and uh, actually remember what we've been doing. Um, we can relate to our values and our goals. And it's something that um, it's relating to something called an 80-20 principle, which is looking for a natural occurring law that really is uh, has the effort and rewards are not equally matched, but is saying, okay, so, uh, there's a small number of activities, maybe 20%, that bring about the, the majority of our rewards, which are the 80%. And the value of all of this is looking at resources of time, energy, and money and how we use it. So time is something everyone has the same 24 hours a day, but it's really how do we, uh, how are we efficient within those uh, moments? And 
we focus on the importance of different tasks based upon what we're looking here at um, areas of our lives and our strategies and goals. Um, money focus here has to do with um, because of our advert, you know, different economics and advertising. Uh, it has to do with you know working on the um, resources. How do we manage our resources and how do we do this with joy? Um, from a business perspective, we're looking at profit relationships. We're looking at the value and joys of our life relationships. Um, and from this basis point, we're also saying, how do we take this and then start flowing? You know, we're feeling and then we're focusing on all of these elements and finding our life flow is very important as this is also um, part of controlling uh, something that that's a that's an inhibiting word of control which is taking our thoughts and emotions um, and um, if life of control is you know what we're headed with um, we're when we think of the word control, it's restrained or bottled, and we're working on the flow. So when we look at flow, it's really the art of letting things happen, and you don't have to control the flow. It more is like uh, you start flowing with something. It's a mental state of operation, and we're actually immersed in a feeling of energized focus, looking for success. And we look at this in our entire life and all of the things around us. So flow is um, also saying, okay, um, it's I'm in a state of flow sometimes. And when you get to that point with the various elements, it really is a different feeling. And so um, sometimes time just disappears when you're in the flow. Uh, it is um, just a, a joy and the ability to be in that state is something that um, takes people time to get there and we're also saying that there's just you know a lot of happiness as you get into a point of getting lost in your work because you're loving what you're doing and you're experiencing this flow that is possible to get there um, you're focused on a task you forget about yourself and basically lose track of time so you're not tracking moment by moment. But it's ability to be single focused and look at different things in a way to identify the, the assets and um, how things work together. Um, being able to choose things that are very important to you that um, maybe give you peace, harmony. Um, there's just a lot of enjoyment and practice that as you go through this, you're going to find rewards that are ones that you may not have had thought uh, available either as they become uh, easier and easier to focus on as an output. A lot of times we have hindsight and all around this whole area, you know, we have, we look and say, oh, well, um, I've missed a lot of things in the past, but as we go along here, we're also saying um, there are opportunities as we go forward. And we're, we're saying we're going forward because we're doing this in a, a positive way as we feel and we focus and we flow. It's really a fascinating journey. When I open my eyes, I see love flows freely through me. 
When I open my ears, I hear floating songs of melody. When I open my feelings, I ensure I am truly connected. When I open my voice, I share my vocal light everywhere. When I tune to my sense of smell, I am enveloped in dancing aromas. When I open my full heart, I know I'm made of a lot of parts. And with this mindful sensing, I find the creator is simply in me. And as we go through this, we are realizing that we are the creator of what we're doing here. And we have a lot of ability to make choices and go forward and um, be in the methodology of not just making choices, but um, sensing and uh, creating with an open heart. And on that note, we're going to um, have a D note here from the heart and have a pause and we look forward to next time. Thank you for joining us this week on Mindful Space to Pause. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition featuring your host, Dee Lee, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you next time.